So I called today's sermon, Abundantly More. So in the scripture leading up to today's sermon text, Paul teaches with the hope that we, as followers of Jesus, might grasp the breadth and the depth and the length and the height of the love of Christ. That's a lot to take in. Paul believed, though, with his whole heart in the vastness of the love of Christ. He believed that no person was outside the love of Christ and that no place was out of love's reach. And then Paul poses the thought, where is this vast love to be found and experienced? Where? Paul, John Wesley said, God knows nothing of solitary religion. No man ever went to heaven alone. You see, we experience the vastness of love in the fellowship of the church right here. It's true, the church has its problems, and the people may not always be what we ought to be, right? But in the fellowship, in this connection that we have as the church, we do find the love of God. Attorney and author Bob Goff said, But the kind of love that God created and demonstrated is a costly one because it involves sacrifice and presence. It's a love that operates more like a sign language than being spoken outright. You see, our presence together is a huge part of experiencing that love of God. Not only do we, do we often get what we need from others when we come to church, but we give them possibly what they need. To see your face in worship might make somebody's day that much better, and for you to see someone's the same. Paul ends this, this passage by saying that God can do for us more than we can dream of, and He does it for us in the church and in Christ you see, it's in, it's in God's design that all people and all nations should become one in Christ. God is calling us all back together. And in order to make this happen, we, the people of God, go out unselfishly and boldly and we proclaim the name of Jesus and share the good news with the world. We share His love and His grace and His mercy. And we can't do that until we come together in fellowship and experience the abundant love of Christ. The Apostle Paul prays for spiritual blessings for his friends. And each and every time that we pray, we should also seek for ourselves and for our friends those same spiritual blessings. And when I say friends, I mean everybody. The only way believers can fulfill our calling is through the spiritual strength that we receive from God. But it can be frustrating, right? Even with the, the, the filling and the renewing that we get, it can be frustrating because though we have been called to this sacred calling, and you are all called just in different ways, we continue to face daily trials and difficulties. Jesus never said that it would be easy, did he? But through this, we learn how to function out of God's abundance. We struggle with what the church ought to be and what the church 
really is. We struggle with what its members should be like and sometimes how we really are. And these differences not only discourage new people from coming into the church, but it drives people away. It sends people out with a bad taste in their mouth. But the good news is there's a bridge between the, what the church is and what the church ought to be. It's called the Holy Spirit. And we allow the Holy Spirit to live and to work in us, to bridge the gap between the is and the ought to. Listen again to the Scripture. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to His power that it is work that is at work within us. That's the Holy Spirit at work within us. We invite and we allow that Holy Spirit to dwell within us, to reside within us, and we are made better. When we operate out of God's abundance, there is no limit to what God can do in us and through us as we allow the Spirit to work. The Scripture tells us that God can make us what we ought to be if we let that power of the Holy Spirit take hold of our lives. Ephesians 3.16 says that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. The inner man. We as humans have a tendency to hide our injuries, right? We don't want to let people know what our weaknesses, our frailties are. And sadly, our deepest wounds come from the people that we love, right? And trust our family, our friends, our co-workers, even from our church family. Other wounds come from a loss that we have experienced. And if we don't allow God to heal our wounds, we can become like the people who hurt us, right? Broken or hurting or angry. Many of our weaknesses flow out of our pain. God's Spirit has to be allowed to, to, to strengthen us and to fill us. We can't run away from the pain that we carry. God can turn our weaknesses into sources of strength to help others. God heals our wounds and strengthens our weaknesses. St. Augustine said, Thou hast made us for Thyself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in Thee. How many of y'all have ever heard that? Until it finds Thy rest in Thee. Our hearts can only be satisfied and our lives can only be satisfied when we rest in the love of God and the care of the Holy Spirit. We have to trust that we are going to be taken care of. Many of us struggle with trying to fill the void in our lives with our own strength, right? We often try to fill it with, with bad things. You know, we, we make bad choices. We're human. Others try to fill it with good things, but bad things lead to bondage, and good things can lead to burdens and frustrations. God alone satisfies the longings of our heart. We need God, and we need the Scripture to fill those voids that we have. The presence of God changes everything. Back to Ephesians 3, 17 through 19, it says, As you are being rooted and grounded in love, I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints 
what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know that the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with the fullness of God. That's great news, isn't it? To have God's love perfected means that we have grown in our faith and in our relationship with God enough to practice the love that we have in our hearts. We receive it and it pours out abundantly. You, you, that old saying, garbage in, garbage out. If we take in all the wrong stuff, we're always going to give back the wrong stuff. We need to be taking in the right stuff. The Word of God. The, the, the fruits of the Spirit. God's love is the foundation on which we build our lives, where we receive our motivation. His love surpasses all understanding. True love to Jesus always shows itself by our obedience. We are obedient to the word, to the commands of Christ. We love each other with a love that passes knowledge. I always like to say, love, the neighbor, love your neighbor as yourself, not the neighbor like yourself. We all want to make a difference in this world. The difference that we make is based upon what we carry within, good or bad, negative or positive. Ephesians 5.18 says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. One of the things that God desires is that we would allow ourselves to be filled with that Spirit, that we wouldn't shut off. He wants us to be moved from worldliness to holiness and from darkness to light. God transforms us from selfishness to service. And we love others the way God loves us. God's Spirit empowers us to be that bold witness to the world. There is no limit to what God can do in us and through us. But when we receive all that and we are living according to how God wants us to live and sharing the news and seeing the good things that can happen through us, we have to give the glory to God. It's too great for us to bear. To Him be the glory, not us. Ephesians 3.21 says, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. When God blesses us to do abundantly above all that we ask or think, we pass that glory on to Him. That's the good news. I want to be a part of a church that loves. I want to be a part of a church that loves their community, that loves their neighbors, that loves the other churches in our community, that loves kids. I want to be a part of a church that makes a difference. Let's be that church. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.